You are now tuned in to the Prayer is Breathing podcast. My name is LaToya, and I want to thank you so much for subscribing and listening in. Today, I'm going to talk to you about prayer, obedience, and blessings. So in this season, as we're continuing in prayer, and you're growing in your prayer life and your walk with the Lord, and maybe you just listen to be strengthened and empowered, but listening to this Prayer is Breathing podcast means that you are someone who understands the importance of prayer. And so in this season, I just believe that God is pouring out his spirit, that he is blessing, that he is moving, that there are things that are shaking up in the heavenlies. And I want to encourage you to tap in. Maybe you've heard that before. Maybe that sounds like a cliche to you. I want to encourage you to press into the presence of God and hear the heart of God in this specific hour. And so as we are in prayer, we listen and we wait on the Holy Spirit. And as we wait on the Holy Spirit, he speaks to us. He speaks to our hearts. And once he speaks to us, it's so critical that we walk in obedience, right? So it's not enough to simply hear the voice of God. We have to act when we hear his voice in order to operate in freedom, in order to operate in his blessings, in order to receive his blessings, we have to walk in obedience. So Isaiah 1 verse 19 says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the fruit of the land. And I don't know about you, but I want to see fruit in this season. I want fruit to come forth from my life. I want fruit to come forth from prayer. I want fruit to come forth from our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so in order to truly bear fruit, there comes a point in your life, comes a point in time in your life where you have to make a decision to obey God. And sometimes obeying God is not always glorified. It's not always popular. Sometimes it is very uncomfortable. A lot of times the Lord will challenge you to step outside of your comfort zone. And that may mean that other people will mock you or make fun of you. And it may be very difficult, extremely difficult. But when you obey, when you fully obey the Lord, you will not regret the things that God is going to do in your life and the doors that God will open up for you. And so it takes an act of obedience. I heard someone say that spiritual maturity should not be measured just by how well we hear the voice of God, but how quick we are to obey the voice of God. And I thought that was so profound. One of my um, old bosses said that, and it was so beautiful to me. And I'm not sure where she heard it or that quote, but it was very powerful. And I think about that because our spiritual maturity is our ability to walk in obedience to the Lord. And so sometimes we can get stuck with, oh, the Lord spoke to me, but we have to understand, yes, the Lord spoke to you. How did you respond? Did you obey the word of the Lord? Right. And so I want to talk to you about Jeremiah because Jeremiah has such a powerful testimony and he's such a powerful prophet in the Old Testament. And it cost him a lot to obey the Lord. And one of the passages that I often hear in a very powerful context, but it also misses some of the backstory about Jeremiah's life is when we say it's like fire shut up in my bones, right? And so depending on what type of church or atmosphere you're normally in, we've heard this phrase quite a bit when it comes to the fire of God. But I want to take time to look at the context because Jeremiah actually came to a place where he no longer wanted to obey the Lord. Now, before you make any judgments. Just think about when some 
something is so difficult and something is so hard and everyone was mocking him. And so he was deciding, hey, I don't want to speak about God anymore because it was so much oppression on him. And so we're going to look at Jeremiah chapter 20, verse seven, and we'll start there. It says, oh, Lord, you induced me and I was persuaded. You are stronger than I and ha- I and have prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everyone mocks me. For when I spoke, I cried out, I shouted violence and plunder because the word of the Lord was made to me a reproach and a derision daily. Now, listen, sometimes the word of the Lord um, is not popular. And so Jeremiah had a very unpopular message, but is what God wanted to say during this time. And so when we are operating in prayer, the spirit of God will give us such a level of boldness that we're no longer consumed with fitting in or consumed with pleasing people. And I want to pause right there because it's a verse that I've been pondering on. And it's actually two verses and I'm praying and asking the Lord to really permeate my heart with this understanding. And that's Galatians chapter one, verse 10. And so let's just take a look at that real quick. Galatians chapter one, verse 10 simply says this, and this is Paul speaking. And he says, for do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. And so he makes a very clear distinction that it's it's very hard or difficult. It's almost impossible to please Christ and also please men. And so this is where we have to really aggressively ask God to remove man-pleasing from us. Many of us are guilty of that, where we want to please people. We want to say things that people will love. And a lot of times that causes us to walk in disobedience from what God is calling us to do. And so again, we see with Jeremiah that he was mocked on every side. And so back to Jeremiah verse 20, chapter 20, verse nine, he says, then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in my heart like a burning fire. Oh, that is so good to me. Shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back and I could not. So the fire of God was so heavy upon Jeremiah that even in the midst of heavy persecution and oppression, and if you study the life of Jeremiah, they sought to kill him. He had a very difficult time, but God called him before he was formed in his mother's womb. And then he was walking in his perfect, his purpose as a prophet of God. And so again, I want to read verse nine. It says, then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. So this was the declaration. This was the point of frustration that he came to. And then he said, but his word was in my heart, like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back and I could not. I often think about this because if you have a fire, you're just worried about how can I put this fire out? And so this visual illustration of it was like a fire shut up in my bones. I think about the fact that you would have to cut Jeremiah open to put this fire out. And so he was saying, I was weary of holding it back. It was like a fire. I couldn't even control the fire. It's almost like this fire was shut up and trapped on the inside of my very bones. 
right? And so we see the power of God was resting upon him so much so that he went forth and he continued to deliver the word of the Lord. And verse 10 says, for I heard many mocking fear on every side report, they say, and we were reported all my acquaintances watch for my stumbling saying, perhaps he can be induced. Then he will prevail against him. Then we will prevail against him and we will take our revenge on him. So we see that he even lost some friends or some acquaintances. They were waiting on his downfall. But verse 11 says, but the Lord is with me as a mighty, awesome one. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and will not prevail. They will be greatly ashamed for they will not prosper. Their everlasting confusion will never be forgotten. And so this is powerful. This is so good to me that when the Lord is with you as a mighty one, he will cause your persecutors to stumble. And so we're living in a time where we have to be bold for God. And so as we are walking in obedience, God will open doors for blessings. God will make a way for us. God will give us favor. Um, he will cause us to be the head and not the tail, but it always takes an act of obedience. God will give you instructions and then you have to walk in obedience to what God is saying. One thing I want to look at too, is also the book of Joshua, because we read this part about Joshua and it sounds like a, a very good suggestion, but it's really a commandment. And Joshua had to walk in full obedience into what God was saying to him in that hour. And so if Joshua would have disobeyed, they would not have conquered the land. And so you have to tie obedience into, into the promises of God. And so the promises of God are operated through obedience as well. And so Joshua chapter one, um, it says after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses assistant saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all the people to the land, which I'm given to them, the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your feet will tread upon. I have given you, as I said to Moses. Now, what if Joshua didn't tread his feet anywhere? There would be no blessing because there has to be obedience. So when God speaks, as God spoke to Joshua, as God speaks to you and me, we have to walk in obedience so that we can conquer and take a hold of the promises of God. And so verse four, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates and all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now listen to verse six, because this is actually a commandment and not a suggestion. God tells him, he says, be strong and of good courage for to this people, you shall divide as an inheritance, the land, which I swore to their fathers to give them only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant commanded you do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So the then is after you have obeyed, after you have done everything that God has told you to do, then 
you will be prosperous and you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Verse nine says, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I love how the Lord affirms us. I love how the Lord strengthens us. I love how the Lord gives us a command to be strong and to be of good courage. And we need courage in this hour. We need the strength of God. But God also has a promise that he wants to fulfill to us. And we have to be obedient in order to see those promises fulfilled. So I want to encourage you to continue in prayer, continue walking in obedience, even if it's something so small and you know that is what the Lord is requiring of you. I want to challenge you to do that. I remember a time when I was in college and the Lord was putting on my heart that I had to let go of some of my friends. And it was very difficult at that time. And so the Lord began to show me things and I knew that I had to separate myself in that time. And I'm so grateful that I was obedient, even though it hurt, even though it was painful at that time, it was, it was really disturbing, but God sent me eventually sent me new friends and God was with me throughout that time and with me throughout that process. And I love the heart of God because God showed me so much in that season. And I want to tell you that whatever God is requiring of you, he always has your best interest at heart. And so when God is telling you to do something, it's not just because he has some type of ego that he wants to, to fulfill. No, whatever he's telling you to do is for your own good. And that's why I love that he tells Joshua, um, I will be with you wherever you go. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. And we need to know the heart of God, because when you understand the heart of God, it's a little bit easier to obey him, right? Because you understand his heart, because God is a good, good father. And whatever he leads you to um, is green pastures. Whatever he leads you to, there will be blessings on the other side. And you may not see it in the moment, but you have to go through the process in order to see the promise. You have to go through the process in order to see the promise. Now, I would have to do a plug here. Um, I do have a book called Before the Promise. And I, I, I tell you about that book because it's so powerful and it's so life-changing. And if you're waiting on the promises of God and you are in that process and you say, Lord, I've been praying, I'm doing my best to walk in obedience. I have not seen your blessings yet. I have not seen the promised land yet. And I need to be strengthened and encouraged. I want to challenge you to get this book. It's called Before the Promise. You can purchase it on Amazon. Simply type in Before the Promise by Latoya, L-A-T-O-Y-A, Bryant, B-R-Y-A-N-T. And it says, Before the Promise, believe in God for what you have yet to see. And I, and I promise you that that book will encourage you to hold on, to wait, to not give up, to not skip the process, to not take a shortcut. Hold on to the promises of God because he's faithful to perform his word in his timing. So I wanted to say a prayer. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that as we continue in this season and we continue in prayer and as you're stirring up our hearts, God calls us to obey you no matter the cost. Cause us, oh God, to not be in bondage by the opinions of men. God, give us strength. Give us strong backbones in the things of the spirit that we will be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy, that we will not be concerned and consumed about the praises of men and people 
giving us praise. God, give us the strength to be still. Give us the strength to have our face like flint, God. So even if people mock us, Lord, we are focused on what you have called us to do. And God, help us to not look to the left or to the right, but to meditate on your word day and night, to be strong and to be courageous and to know that you are with us, to know that you will never leave us nor forsake us and to know that you are a good, good father and you desire to give good gifts to your children. And so we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, oh God, that nothing is impossible with God. All things are possible. We thank you that you are not a man that you should lie, nor that you should repent, oh God. And so father, I thank you. I thank you that you are faithful to perform your word. You are faithful and you are faithful to us. And so God help us to walk in boldness and in power in this hour. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. I want to thank you for listening. Also, be sure to sign up for our ladies virtual empowerment session. I cannot wait to meet with you and share with you some of the things that God is putting on my heart. You do have to register. So go to www.prayerisbreathing2021.eventbrite.com. Again, that's wwwprayerisbreathing 2021 dot eventbrite.com. Also be sure to follow us on prayer is breathing on Instagram and also on Facebook. And you can also follow awake Christian clothing. If you want any prayer apparel, we have some really, really dope designs. We actually just released a new design called kingdom over culture. So I want you to check that out as well. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next week.